appreciate that. Amen. All right. Take your Bibles uh, tonight. Turn to the book of 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians. Uh, we were in 1 Peter for quite a while, and uh, I guess we're done there for a while until the Lord changed my mind a little bit. But I wanted to get uh, maybe look at some things uh, tonight in the book of 1 Thessalonians, and we'll see what next week brings. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead and ask you, <clears throat> if you will, to go ahead and stand uh, in reverence to the Word of God. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. I want to preach to you tonight about a faith worth of, uh, worthy, that is, of imitation. In other words, a faith that we ought to live that other people ought to want to imitate. And uh, so a faith worthy of imitation. We probably have a, probably, uh, a great example of this uh, from the church there in Thessalonica. As uh, we're going to see here as Paul reveals some things there in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, beginning with verse 6. Notice what he says, And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. In other words, it was costing them something uh, to be saved and to also to uh, show their faith uh, to the, the world, if you will. It was costing them affliction, but notice, with joy of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Verse 7, so that ye were in samples, we would call examples today, to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to God word is spread abroad so that we need not to speak anything. Wow. You know, what better thing could ever be said of a church than that? Amen. Uh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, for they themselves shew, or, or indicate, if you will, of us what manner of entering in we had unto you. Notice what it says, and how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. That's what repentance is all about, right? Uh, making a turnaround. And finally, verse 10, and to wait for his Son from heaven, uh, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath uh, to come. Aren't you glad that he's coming back? Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the good spirit here tonight. And uh, Lord, we just pray now that we'll settle in. Uh, Father, we're going to try to get done maybe a little earlier than normal and try to have some fellowship time, fun time together. Uh, but Lord, we want to do you honor. We want to do you right. And uh, Father, we want to preach the word. And so Father, I pray that we'd all be attentive. And uh, Father, that uh, when the invitation is given, that we'd come and do business with you. And Father, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen. You can go ahead and be seated. Again, I want to talk to you about a faith worthy of imitation. A faith that others would want to follow and, and to do, if you will. Um, I mentioned this a while ago there in verse 7 and 8. Paul says really what he's saying there that the faith uh, in this particular case of the church of Thessalonica uh, was an example, an example to follow. Uh, and that their faith in Christ was spread abroad. And uh, hey, that's what it's all about, amen? I mean, uh, we, we want to take our faith outside these doors, right? And, and share them with a lost and dying world. Uh, uh, you know, certainly right outside these doors, uh, through the state and even in the world as we think about our missions program. And so the faith of a church there, again, the demonstration was a faith that was, in other words, they were living a faith. Uh, when we're talking about faith tonight, we're just talking about their body of belief, their faithfulness even, was a type of faith that was worthy of imitation. It was a kind of faith that, that was even a model for us to follow today. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of different concepts about 
church philosophy and those types of things. I'm just kind of a simple-minded guy. And, and for me, I, I just want, even though we're here in 2023, uh, I still think that the best model that we could go by is the first century church. Amen. And, and uh, so we, uh, I believe we need to try to follow that to the best of our ability. So I want to look at some things that we need if our faith is a faith that's worthy of imitation. In other words, a faith that's uh, worthy of being modeled after, a faith that could be an example, uh, and a faith that, that is talked about you know, as, as a good testimony. I, I think that's important, not just for our church, but any local New Testament church. And uh, so just a few points here tonight. So number one, a faith worthy of imitation is a faith that follows godly leadership. We, we saw that right off the bat. I hit on this not too long ago in another passage. But notice verse 6, he says, And you became followers of us and of the Lord, um, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. So we see there that, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think one of the things that is really hurting local New Testament churches is the kind of flippant attitude sometimes towards those that God has put in our lives to lead us spiritually. I, you know, I, I'm not going to re-preach that message again, but uh, you know, I think that, that a lot of um, young people really don't see pastors and Sunday school teachers even the way that they did even 20 years ago. And I think that's unfortunate. And so Paul says, became followers of us and of the Lord. And, and you guys understand what that means there. I'm not going to try to uh, you know, apologize for what's being said there. But uh, 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, Paul says, Be ye followers of me, even as also I am of Christ. Listen, the men and, and women that God puts in your life, listen, are a gift from God. Um, and we need to understand that. It doesn't mean that they're perfect. <clears throat> Certainly doesn't mean they won't make mistakes. But it is through them that God often gives us direction and counsel and, and comfort. And we ought to thank God for that. Amen? I think that's important. And so godly leadership, it's, it's God's design uh, as we think about the structure of the local New Testament church. And godly leadership is, is there for all of us to help us follow God's will for our lives. That's, that's so important to understand. But often it really just comes down to pride, uh, a lack of humility, uh, can, can hinder that wonderful gift from God to your hurt. And if you have an area of rule, if you have a family, children or grandchildren, uh, and, and you're not willing to follow godly leadership, hey, listen, it doesn't just hurt you. It hurts all those in your area of rule uh, as well. And uh, again, those who resist godly leadership, um, uh, you know, we're not talking about sometimes we understand even preachers get out of the will of God. That's not what we're talking about. But listen, it's, it's there uh, to, to help us. And we don't want to do things that hinder our spiritual growth. And Paul says there uh, concerning the church of Thessalonica that they had a great testimony uh, because, first of all, they followed the leadership. And, of course, this was godly leadership. And in doing so, uh, they were following God as well. And I think that's an interesting point. So faith worthy of imitation is a faith that follows godly leadership. Number two, a faith worthy of imitation is a faith that's not afraid to suffer and make sacrifices uh, Hit on this a little bit in our message this morning. But there again in verse 6, notice what it says toward the end of the verse, receive the word in much affliction. You know, and he goes on to say, even with joy. Um, uh, in 2 Timothy, Paul just says very plainly uh, there in chapter 3, verse 12, Yea, all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. 
you know, when you're living for Jesus, people don't like it, amen? <laughs> and sometimes it's even people that are close to us. Uh, but, but listen, you know, we have a lot of, you know, I'm not trying to be ugly tonight, but, but certainly there are a lot of fair-weather Christians, amen? They're, listen, they're not willing to be put out for anything, you know? They're, they're not going to go out of their way. They're not going to get in out of their comfort zone. Uh, they're not willing to go without anything or make any significant types of sacrifices uh, and certainly it's my estimation and, and I would say even my experience uh, that those kinds of Christians, if you will, tend to fall apart when things go sour. And certainly that's not a, a faith that we want uh, to, to imitate, amen? That's not the kind of faith we'd want to follow. Uh, and so again, um, uh, an imitation of faith is that that follows godly leadership, also a faith uh, that is not afraid to suffer uh, and make sacrifices. Number three, I told you I was going to go quick, amen? So far, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with that. Number three, a faith worthy of imitation is a faith uh, that uh, witnesses and wins souls to Christ. Amen. That's the kind of faith I want to follow after. Look at verse 8. It says, For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to God were to spread abroad so that we need not speak anything. That's a tremendous statement. Remember who's saying that? Paul. Uh, Paul said, hey, you guys are doing such a good job with your testimony, spreading the word of God the way that you should, and we don't even really need to do anything. Wow, now that's a great testimony, isn't it? Uh, and so the church there, again, at Thessalonica, uh, certainly if, if they were spreading abroad, we, we know, first of all, that they held the word of God high, amen? And so should we. Uh, uh, the word, again, sounded out, and, and that means, really, it means to make a loud noise. In other words, they, uh, they were making a loud noise, if you will, uh, concerning the word of God, and I believe that a faith worth imitating, and certainly the biblical faith we're talking about tonight is worth imitating, is a faith that testifies to the world uh, the word of God and what it says about uh, heaven and what it says about hell. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I'm always uh, cautious when I talk about somebody about their salvation, and they'll say they're saved, and I'll tell them, well, how do they know they're saved? And they'll give me this long, usually emotional, Damascus Road-type experience that they had, and you know, they were in a car wreck, and they should have died, and you know, all these types of things. And hey, listen, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God, period. Amen. And uh, we need to understand that. Uh, listen, we don't have to be ashamed of the Bible. Amen. We don't have to be ashamed to carry our Bible around. Uh, we can't be ashamed and certainly timid, if you will, about the gospel of Christ. We need to sound it out. Praise the Lord for that. Uh, you know, also the, 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 the very lives of the believers in that church at Thessalonica was a powerful witness. You guys have heard me say this of late, that, that listen, hey, a good godly testimony will preach better than any message I could ever preach. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hey, we need, we need folks out there living a holy and separated, sanctified life uh, in the Lord. And Paul said that. That's a tremendous statement that, that their deeds uh, weren't what saved them, but because they were saved, their deeds spoke so loudly that, that they just spoke for themselves. And praise the Lord. That's wonderful. Their faith really went beyond, again, the doors of the church. Uh, and certainly that's a faith worth imitating. Uh, you know, the, the faith of these believers says a great deal, 
um, you know, and what they were living and what they were practicing and doing, it was heard and seen so powerfully uh, that, that even the great apostle Paul, he said, you know, there's, there's really even no need for me to speak of it. it. It stands on its own. And considering who Paul was, that's a tremendous statement. Amen. And so this was a church that was witnessing and soul winning so fervently that it was being felt and, and, and heard about everywhere. The Bible says abroad. And so praise the Lord. Number four, a faith worthy of imitation is a faith uh, that shows a definite change. Amen. You know, I don't know about this gospel some people say they, they uh, believe in and follow, but there's no change in their life. I, I don't think I want that gospel. Amen. Amen. I, hey, listen, uh, when we're saved, you're saved from something. Amen. <laughs> saved from the world and saved to God. I look at verse 9. It says, For they themselves shew of us what manner of entering in we had unto you. Now notice what it says, And how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. You know, that's what repentance is. It's, it's, it's making a change. You're going in this direction. You come to the point where you say God is wrong, or I'm sorry, I am wrong, God is right, and I turn around and I go in the other direction. I don't parallel the world. I don't chase after the world. Amen. I go in the opposite direction. Uh, and I think that's so, so very important. Um, listen, if, if your faith means something to you tonight, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, it ought to mean enough to you that, again, that it shows a definite change in your life. Uh, I think that's so important. Uh, certainly, we, uh, Paul gives evidence of the church there in Thessalonica. Uh, these were people who no doubt got saved. They were baptized. They were added to the church. Uh, or, you know, Paul wouldn't be bragging on them the way that he was. But it says they turned to God from idols, from the world. Why did they turn? Well, they turned so that they could serve the living and true God. They were no longer influenced by their culture, and uh, they turned away from that. And again, that's that definite change in the lives of these people. Uh, listen, they knew what a lot of people don't understand today. They knew they could not follow and serve God unless they repented and turned away. Amen. Hey, listen, you can't have two masters, amen? You'll forsake the one and love the other. The Bible makes that clear. But a lot of Christians are trying to put one foot in and one foot out. And I'm just here to tell you the devil lives on the fence. You know, a lot of people want to have religion uh, with no change in their life. And, and I just I cannot understand that at all. Man, I'm so glad I got saved from the life I used to live. You know, and I hope everybody in here is. Um, but when folks do that, they, have to, they still have to be wrapped up in self uh, with, with no thought of changing their ways. I, I just don't understand that. Uh, I, I think what it is is, is we want to add Christ to our life instead of making Christ our life. You know, we just want to add him in with everything else that's going on. Uh, and, and, uh, and they do this because really the things of this world still are the source of their so-called happiness. The things of this world is really what brings them peace and joy and comfort, not the things of God. And God certainly knows who belongs to him. And so, uh, again, a faith that does not change a person is a faith not worthy of imitating. Amen. Uh, we don't need faith like that. Uh, but a faith worthy of imitation, is a, imitation, that is, is a faith that shows, again, I want to tell you, a definite change. Finally, number five. I told you I was going to preach quick. Number five, amen. I don't know if that's a good amen or... I don't know how to take that, but I'll take it for good. But uh, to do that, maybe I, you know, I, could, I got a couple more points I guess I could preach. But. but let's turn to the book of James right quick. Let's turn to the book of James. 
Amen. Amen. The book of James. Right after the book of Hebrews, you'll find the book of James. Turn to James chapter 5. I'll give you the point, and then I want to read something here. So number 5. James, when you find James chapter 5, say amen. amen. All right. So it sounds like most of you have. So number 5. A faith worthy of imitation is a faith that expects the return of Christ at any moment. You know... Uh, you know, if we lived our life as if Jesus Christ could come back at any second and it could happen, myself included, we'd all probably change the way we do things. <laughs> I think, I think our, our priorities and our perspective on life would, would change if we truly lived as if Christ could come back at any moment. Amen. And that, that, that's me as well. Uh, I think we're all guilty of that. But uh, uh, I had you turn a little too soon. I didn't even read the text out of Hebrews yet. So uh, hold your place there, or Thessalonians. Hold your place there in the book of James, but turn back to Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 10. I did read this, didn't I? Well, let's read it again. And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. So I don't think I'd read that yet. Now let's look at James chapter 5. We have a little more detail on this. James chapter 5 uh, beginning with verse 7, it says, Be patient, therefore, be patient, therefore, uh, lost people. No, that's not what it says. It, it says, Be patient, therefore, who? Yeah, amen, amen. Uh, Unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husband waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience uh, for it, until he received the early and latter rain. Be ye also, what's the word? Patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. This was some 2,000 years ago. Uh, you know, James saying you need to, you need to uh, think about the Lord coming back. You know, a lot of times we forget that even those in the New Testament were looking for His return. Amen. How much more should we be looking for it? Amen. Uh, so yeah, yeah, be patient, establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Grudge not one against another. What's the next word? Brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Oh, amen. Verse 10, take my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord, for an example of suffering affliction uh, and of patience. Verse 11, behold, we count them happy which endure uh, we have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, uh, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. You know, what a tremendous thought there. And uh, again, a faith worth imitating is a faith uh, that is being lived with the return of Christ in mind. And we saw those words so many times, patience, and uh, that convicts me a little bit. You know, I mentioned how we ought to try to imitate the first century church as much as possible. I do believe there are some things unique to the first century church that aren't you for us today. But the first century church felt this expectation of, of Christ's return. And as I asked the question a while ago, how much more should we? Amen? I mean, you know, it's, it, it's close. Uh, in other words, they lived their life uh, in light of it. Uh, and it's something we need to do, too. You know, if we truly expect Christ to return it in a moment, at any moment, again, we would probably be more patient. Uh, we would probably be more loving and kind uh, to others. Amen? Uh, maybe we would just be more faithful to God in, 
in certain areas of our life, amen. And uh, again, I, I think that that's something that we need to live in light of, that Jesus could come back any moment. So I'm done. Is your faith, the way that you live for Christ tonight, uh, is the example that you're giving as a child of God. You need to ask yourself, is it worth imitating? In other words, if, if you know, this is a good question we ought to ask ourselves sometimes. If everybody served the Lord the way that I do, would there be a reason to do some of the things church does? Would there even be soul winning on Thursday night? If everybody served the Lord the way I do, if everybody served the Lord the way I do, preaching to the choir tonight, would there even be a reason to go to church? Would we even have a Sunday night church or a Wednesday night church? Would there be a reason for a Bible study? If everybody served the Lord the way that I do, would we even have a Sunday school? Is, is my life of faith, is it worth imitating? Amen. And uh, I understand, don't, 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 you know, I understand we have providential hindrances, but barring all that, I think it's something we should ask ourselves, is it the type of faith that's noticed, that's spoken of, spread abroad? I think that's something we ought to shoot for, not just as a church, but as individuals as well. Is your faith a faith that follows godly leadership? Is your faith not afraid to suffer and make sacrifices? Is yours a faith that witnesses and, and uh, wins souls to Christ? Is it a faith that shows a definite change in your life? And is it a faith that expects the return of Christ at any moment? Wow, what a challenge for us tonight. But a wonderful challenge. Because I believe this, if we live our life in this way, they're certainly going to have a blessed life indeed. Amen. Hey, you can't go wrong being faithful to the Lord. Amen? Amen. Uh, this can only be done, certainly, by trusting and obeying Christ again in all things. So let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Our pianist is going to come, and we're going to have a time of invitation. Now, we're not, we're not rushing through this. Just want to give us plenty of time to have an invitation. Like I said, we'll uh, go uh, have some fun here in just a moment. But if God is speaking to your heart in any way tonight, if God has... Uh, you know, uh, just revealed some things to you, maybe some areas in your life that, that you feel like you could do better or should be doing better in, you come and give that to the Lord. But most of all, if you're here tonight, you're not saved. You've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Uh, or maybe you're depending on something other than faith through the shed blood of Christ. Hey, you come on down here and see me uh, and myself, or I'll get somebody else to come and help you, and we'll open the Word of God show you how you can be saved tonight or maybe you just want to come rededicate your life answer some call of service maybe help you to live that life of faith that that uh, is worthy uh, of imitation I think every every Christian here tonight ought to desire to do that so father as I give this invitation over to you I I do pray dear God that you would speak to hearts tonight father that we wouldn't be shy about coming to this altar and doing business with you, Lord, as I've explained several times in the Bible, when, when God really got a hold of people's hearts, there was a, there was a change in their posture, there was a, a change in their actions. They, they would go somewhere and they would, they would get on their knees and they would pray. And so, Father, help us tonight to come and do business with you. As I said a while ago, if anybody needs to be saved, they would see that need. Christians would come and Pray, Lord, to be strengthened, encouraged in the things of God. Maybe there's just some things they need to lift up. Maybe we got some, some uh, folks on our hearts and minds tonight, Father, that are struggling. Father, as I think about our prayer list on Wednesday night, there are 
many that are struggling with sickness and, and diseases and all types of things, Lord, we could come and pray for tonight. So help us take advantage of this time for the next few minutes. We'll thank you for it. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen.